first things first um yeah the morbius movie is bad um the problem is is that it it is not just oh my god this is horrible there's no point even watching it no it's it's a hollow fucking movie um and and i'm actually far more upset at the fact that there is a lot of potential in that movie it just failed to actually do anything with it um this movie essentially plays out exactly like fucking venom um and it has hints of copying the fly as well as just being ugh a bore in a lot of places where it just couldn't help itself but just kind of feel its own juices in just doing the most abhorrently boring shit ever um and like Jared Leto's character just kind of jumps all over the place and I feel as if there needed to be some direction in terms of actually progressing him to be a certain way. He, you had him to where he was kind of a joker, but then at the same time he gets really serious as he's like in trouble when it comes to his conditioning. Then you have him joke around again and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, they kind of had him all over the place. But realistically, if it was more of a control change to where because of him becoming vampiric, much like Matt Smith, who is basically his um riot because he's someone who has the exact same conditioning and then he needs to defeat him just like in every fucking marvel movie because that's their copy and paste method and one of the reasons why they're dying out today the villain is exactly like the hero and there's nothing changing from that i mean look at venom 2 where that's literally what we got again and it just really 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 fucking sucked god they just they just so big man they made carnage terrible but um jeez they, they, uh, they, man you, you just you have no idea but um <laughs> essentially uh by not having like essentially by having matt smith um, embrace the vampiric nature or like the crazy that comes with being this predator and whatnot and then having um jared leto's character or morbius essentially fighting against it, you could have easily had that transition to where it's like, yeah, you more so get Morbius changing as a person. So you slowly see him making far more jokes and being light towards the aspect of actually harming people and whatnot because he doesn't care anymore because he's starting to lose himself throughout the transformation. But then you see him catch himself. He feels disgusted at his actions and then pushing him further into trying to find a cure because he understands where Matt Smith is coming from, who just embraced the change while, uh, while Jerry Leto was fighting against it. But that would require actually good writing. This movie has no such thing. The other problem is that essentially you have really good actors in this movie that they just didn't know what to do with because Matt Smith and Jared Leto can fucking act. Like, they're really good actors. And there's certain moments in this movie that was like, yes, this was good and well done. But because there's so much hollow and nothing burgers of moments within the rest of the movie, it's like, who gives a shit? I mean, they even had Tyrese in the movie and that was weird uh because he just basically played a whatever character and it was like why the fuck are you here because you're not even doing anything you weren't even important to any like for any aspect in the movie you are not important at all and it's so fucking stupid that they had that but there he was and then not only did they have him in the movie but essentially he had a partner he was an fbi agent who had a partner and then the partner would throw quips and whatnot while tyrese was supposed to be the serious one but realistically, the partner was actually very mildly entertaining with his little jokes and his um, attitude towards a bunch of stuff. And it's like, Tyree should have played that part. It would have fit better. 
And honestly, I feel like as if, you know, that would have been a perfect character for him to do that. And then it didn't necessarily have to be to where he had a partner, but more so he was onto stuff on his own. And then he was just looking into the case. And because it was weird, yeah, more so like, you know, I'm, I'm handling this, but no one believes me when I think like, you know, you might be a fucking vampire. And that could have went into a multitude of different ways and whatnot, you know, some X-Files shit. But nah, instead, he had a partner who essentially was cracking jokes while he was just serious all the goddamn time. And then it was like, it doesn't even matter. It seems like you're just here, you know? And it was like, like someone race, wasted paying you to be a, a cop that honestly just didn't matter to the story at all. I mean, he even had no significance whatsoever towards the actual plot. And the only chance that you could possibly ex, um, like give an excuse towards would be him catching Morbius in the beginning of the movie or like 30 minutes in or whatever. But realistically, what was stupid is the fact that Morbius was already showcasing that he wanted to run away from the cops and he had the means and the ability to do so. So why would he allow himself to be captured? Uh, really stupid. Really, really, really fucking stupid. And it made no sense. But they did it anyway. <laughs> Especially with that being the point in the movie where he understood that he needed to consume blood in order for his condition to be kept under control, but they took that away from him. So upon them catching him, and then he had a reasoning of maybe I need to get locked up. And it's like, no, that's stupid because they're not going to let you drink blood when you're locked up, dumb fuck. But oh no, like that, that was whatever. Now, another aspect of this movie being incredibly hollow comes from the fact that essentially it just had no type of pacing whatsoever. It started off with showing the little trap for the bat things, and um, which was like one of the main trailers when the movie came out. And honestly, I just saw that coming a mile away as like just a lame-ass plot um, point where you essentially show some shit for later on, and then you go back in time after that transition is over with. You transition to the past so you can see why would he do something like this and whatnot. And even still showing him grow up along the lines of um, alongside Matt Smith character and whatnot. It just felt completely empty because it was like quick little montage showing them be together. Him essentially giving him a kind of fucked up nickname because he nicknamed him after a guy that essentially just or, or like a, or just that's a nickname he give people that essentially die on him. And it seems like it would have made a far more compelling um, concept if he started to call him his original name. But then it just became weird because everyone called him that nickname as if he did not exist until he met Jared Leto. Or, like, how much Jared Leto will respect him as a person, considering the fact that when he was seriously hurt, he did call him by his real name. And it just was fucking weird. It was, it was so weird that it was like, no, nah, you're just going to call him Milo. And it's just odd. And I felt like it should have had a moment where Jared Leto tried to reason with him and called him his original name. And where he would get bogged out by it and kind of just be like, no, I'm Milo. Like, that's that's what you named me. That's what I am. And, like, and you helped. Like, you made me. You the one who gave me hope that we could be cured and you gave me that. So you also gave my name. And it's just, there's so much shit in this movie that basically if it was fine tuned, it could have actually been a good standalone movie, but it's just bogged down by stupid shit. Um, hell, I didn't even know that the Hispanic girl and Jared Leto were dating until it was kind of thrown in as a joke. And even then I was kind of confused because it was like, All right, how serious is it? I don't fucking know. This movie just kind of starts and it just... It just takes a running start without absolutely, without building up anything. You understand that Morbius is a doctor. You understand that he's a genius in his creations and whatnot, and he's trying to find his own cure. But that, that's kind of just 
they just kind of tell you that. You don't really get the sense that he's just unbelievably, unbelievably burdened by his condition and how much he detests it. You know, you don't see moments of him being weak while he has his condition. You just kind of see him getting blood transfusions all the time. And if it showed you that sense of feebleism, like you, you really got that um, when he was getting the procedure in order for himself to be cured. But if you got how feeble and weak and how much he felt like um, on the near brink of death to where I was like, you know, at any moment I could die. So I was like, that's why I'm so desperate to try and accomplish this. It would have gave more sense towards the character, would have gave more depth towards the character. But instead, you just kind of have him joking all the time up in the very beginning before he actually transforms, which again, happens fairly fast. And afterwards, it's just kind of a, it's kind of like a altruistic um, retrospect of him trying to figure out his powers in like the in like the lamest way possible. And with that being the case, you just have a bunch of moments that don't make any fucking sense, like him figuring out how to fly while fighting Matt Smith, who essentially is just like him. So everything's slowing down for him to be able to figure out how to fly doesn't make any sense when Matt Smith can move just as fast as he can. So why would it slow down when he's doing something? If they were to give it to where the serum that Matt Smith took wasn't actually a completed one, it was far more one of the other failed experiments or something like that, or if you actually gave some um, insight towards Matt Smith understanding or realizing that that was an, um, a serum that helped him or whatnot, it wasn't, it was just some green vial sitting there. There's two green vials sitting there and then Matt Smith just took one, apparently. But it didn't make sense as to why he would think that would be the serum. Hell, he wasn't even near it when he figured out that um, Jared Leto, uh, well, Morbius turned himself or cured himself, making himself like basically a vampire or whatever. So that didn't make any goddamn sense. But it was like, oh, no, he took it and then he became an evil vampire who's just OK with eating people. But even still, again, just hollow, crazy oversight for shit. And it was so glaringly stupid that when it happened, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Hell, you even had a moment in the movie where essentially Jared Leto's character leaves to go check on a guy who's about to die, but it doesn't make any sense as to why he was still alive. And then he died right before Jared Leto got to him in order for um, Matt Smith's character to then go and find Jared Leto's girlfriend, who was the Hispanic doctor chick, and then kill her without Jared and then with Jared Leto taking forever to even locate and find them. It was just really stupid. It was just really stupid. And it was like, so we needed him to leave in order for the girl to be vulnerable. But at the same time, it makes no sense for him to have even been able to get to the guy <laughs> for her to be vulnerable in the first place. Or like him not use his echolocation to make sure to check up on her or hear her scream when Matt Smith comes or grabs her or something like that. N nothing, nothing at all. Just really, really lame. And then again, he had echolocation shit. And yet, he wasn't like constantly aware or constantly looking for Matt Smith, who was like just a little bit of away from him stalking this nigga. And they didn't give no rhyme or reason as to why that would be the case. And it was just like a weird exploration of his powers and just having a weird concept being done over and over again. Hell, even showcasing the scene where like Matt Smith is just checking himself out and exercising and whatnot, got his newfound strength and ability and everything, going out to a club and then drinking with a woman. And I was like, this could easily turn into something to where you're seeing him enjoy the life of something similar to like the old, the vampires of old who use their abilities and their newfound power to do evil and heinous shit. But instead you have him basically almost get into a bar fight, not get into a bar fight, leave, and then eat three guys after the fact who didn't even leave with the fucking girl that they were trying to fight Matt Smith over in the first place. So that 
didn't make any sense. Hell, I would have loved it if he beat the guys up, went away with the girl, and then just felt like he was on top of the world, but then he got overcome by hunger and then wound up eating a bitch. And if anything, that just would have seemed like far more of an evil concept to do, but instead, eh, whatever. But again, even though it had all of these stupid concepts within the movie, Matt Smith and Jared Leto can act. So the shit that they were doing was actually pretty decent when it came down to them actually having to perform and work around this shit show of a script. I mean, having Jerry Leto lash out on the doctor that essentially has been knowing him and, uh, I mean, not Jerry Leto, having Matt Smith's character, Milo, lash out on the doctor that's been taking care of both him and Jerry Leto since they were little and essentially feeling so betrayed or also... Um, uh, just kind of comparing himself towards Jared Leto's character, Morbius. I, like, I barely even want to call him Morbius, but feeling so like, you know, like Morbius was the favorite. You always wanted to take care of him. You didn't even care about me. And then just having that scene come out, it was like, yeah, they're acting their ass off of the scene. But I wish there was more substance behind it to give this proof that Jared Leto felt, I mean, that um, Matt Smith felt this way about Jared Leto. But no, we just, we just had that little outburst. But it's like, if we would have shown them growing up and then like while Jared Leto was becoming a doctor and whatnot and him and matt smith keeping in contact to where you understood that jared leto's Morbi um morbius was um in a relationship with the girl um and then matt smith felt um betrayed by that because it's like you know you're doing all these things and you're saying that you're trying to kill it cure us but you're enjoying your life while i'm still sitting here suffering and he felt slighted by that or whatnot but he was still funding the operations to try and help him or whatnot because he got he has money and then he was able to fund these operations under the guise that is all necessary for us to get cured. And then him seeing like he's actually enjoying this terrible life. Maybe you don't even want to get cured and just constantly feeling the pressure or getting that aspect to why Matt Smith would be so desperate as to want to get cured as well as why Jared Leto would be so against him trying to do this because he understands who Matt Smith is as a person. I mean, you see, like, when they first show Matt Smith when he's older, you see him surrounded by a bunch of bodyguards, and then it's like, why? You don't get the sense that, you know, he might come from a family that has a bunch of money or has, like, he's associated with mobsters or something like that. You just get, like, a one-off sentence that, eh, I did something and I need bodyguards. And it's like, and? <laughs> like, there's no substance towards any of the fucking characters within the series. It just hits the ground running in towards of establishing Morbius. And that was really, really lazy for them to do because then it made all of the impactful moments and whatnot just seem so fucking hollow. When Jared Leto's girlfriend dies, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, she just seemed so obtuse towards everything. And it was like, was she just a doctor who helped him or was she his girlfriend? And then when it was established that essentially she was kind of his girlfriend, it was like, how the fuck did that even work? Or more so, why were you so against or adamant towards his operations or his experiments towards curing himself if you supposedly love the motherfucker? And then it's like, well, then you jumped head first into helping his ass when he wanted to do some incredibly shady shit. But you were just moments ago berating this nigga and uh, reprimanding him because he was trying to do shady shit. So it didn't make any fucking sense. You know, it's like if it had it to where you established that she understood all the shady shit that was going on, still was like, I'm I'm, I'm down because I'm a bad bitch. And it was like, but you need to be careful because you might get in trouble. And with him just pursuing and facilitating the fact that I don't have any time left. I don't know when I could fucking drop. I should have been dead a long time ago. But having it to where at one moment she's like, you just can't do this. You can't do this. And then at the next minute it's like, hey, will you mind helping me? And she's like, okay without any type of opposition whatsoever, then it's like, yeah, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You can't do that to characters. But again, they had so many characters flip-flop 
through their type of personal and um reasoning behind everything within this movie that it just didn't didn't click it just felt so ridiculous and again like if it just grounded itself and just gave more depth to the people rather than trying to just usher in a bunch of special effects and could have worked with something now i'll give it to you on that because hey it's marvel yeah the special effects were pretty um interesting they were cool they weren't bad if anything i would just say some of the action scenes were really fucking stupid because they decided to do the end all be all the fucking terrible action shots where you zoom the fuck in towards like the people's armpits while they're fighting in the dead of night in order to hide the shoddy animation um blur between real life and um fake shit and essentially it just becomes this mess on screen where you just can't comprehend anything that you're seeing the problem like this happened on the first venom movie where it showed riot invented venom um fight but instead you basically got these blobs merging together and it just looked like the movie flubber <laughs> and it was like so hard to understand exactly and and see who's what because they made riot gray and then they made venom black and then they were in the dead of night and then when they hit and merged together you couldn't tell what was what and then the action just looks really terrible and it's one of the worst scenes in the whole fucking movie from a movie that basically is okay and passable but i've already talked about how essentially that movie itself is already completely flawed because venom can't be without spider-man but morbius essentially had the same problem but even worse when it came down to certain moments when morbius and matt smith's character milo would actually do fight the first time they actually clash happens fairly early in the movie and i actually enjoyed the fact that it kind of set off immediately and then them having such a tumultuous past by being best friends damn near like thinking of themselves like brothers but then also just having such an odds with one another in terms of accepting this ability and this power that it happening early on and then more so matt smith kind of playing with the idea like man don't you feel great doing all of this and it's like i get you you're angry but you need to accept what we are and if it would have just stuck with that and then it just kind of extended that scene then it would have had a better notion of what was going on you probably would have got some far more depth and insight with the characters having them fight like that and it was actually a pretty decent fight scene especially compared to the end of the movie where he basically did a command man blast with bats which was fucking weird because <laughs> it was like how could he do that and matt smith not do that why are the bats attacking matt smith when jerry leto basically him and jerry leto have the exact same ability that doesn't make any goddamn sense but <laughs> essentially having it to where you know, you could have dove deeper into their relationship. That could have been a perfect moment in time rather than waste like five fucking minutes for Jerry Little to figure out that he can fly um, in a slow motion scene. Uh, instead, you actually have them going back and forth with talking while having duking it out in this crazy manner and whatnot while Matt Smith keeps killing people and Jerry Little keeps trying to stop him and compelled to his better nature that we don't need to do this. I can figure out a way to fix this. And then Matt Smith just, no, nah, I'm cool the way that I am. You just had that one-off statement. And it was like, that was okay. But you could have dove deeper into the characters, which would have been a fine moment. And also it could have extended the goddamn action scene, which is mainly what I would have wanted. Because it was just quick. It was like, it was cool what it was. I mean, it was fucking quick. And it was like, God damn it. But it would have been a hell of a lot better if you essentially added more depth to it. Because it's like, these are guys who know each other. You know, they fucking know each other. So have it to where this conversation isn't just, I'm happy killing people. And then Jay Little just walking off sad and sulking. <laughs> and then and it's like them still fighting or whatnot. Have it to where it's like, dude, you don't have to be this way. And it was like, you can't sit there and tell me what to do. You got to have a girlfriend. You got to do all this. You know how much I've suffered this. I've felt and suffered the same way. No, you didn't. And now I was funding it and all this. And you was going to keep this away from me. You were lying. And it just showed 
like just some depth to their character and use the acting powers of the fucking actors that you got. But instead, you had this fucking lame cookie cutter version of a Marvel movie. And it was just so goddamn terrible. I had no expectations for this movie, but what I got was not something that was even ugh. <laughs> it just wasn't. <laughs> so I was really bogged out and saddened by that fact because it was like the moment when Matt Smith went off against the doctor that helped them since they were kids. That was like the that was like one of the highlights of the movie. Um, also, like the the costume design choice, which was weird, is that they essentially dressed him like his Doctor Who persona. I thought that was fucking weird. Um, I would have loved it if he had a far more different flair or style that would have made him stick out or anything but they essentially kept dressing him up in suits with tennis shoes and it's like yeah that's his doctor who persona so the fuck <laughs> just they're like come on man you got to do better than that and then it just was so much to where it was like it just seemed like he wanted to punish jared leto and then it flipped over it flipped over in the end excuse me flipped over in the end of the movie to where it was like no i i want us to Beat it. You have no one else now because I killed everyone else. So it's only us. We have each other. And I'm telling you, just need to embrace what we are. But they kept flip flopping on characters, motivations or what they wanted. I mean, you had a moment where Jared Leto was like, oh, I need to stop Matt Smith. It's not Milo. Milo's going rogue. I need to stop him. I really need to stop him. And then he takes a counterfeiting um, rings laboratory. And then he's like joking as he's doing it. And it's like, what? Where the fuck do your priorities lie? You're not Blade. And the thing is, is that when Blade did this, it actually worked because they were able to basically mix both of his brooding concept of an, his brooding nature as well as the funny little playful nature that he had to where in both Blade 1 and Blade 2, that basically was really apparent and it came out because it, it was seamless in his persona. He was someone who was angered and hated vampires. He hated the vampiric nature of himself as well. But at the same time, he was an asshole. <laughs> so because of that, when he did certain shit, it came off funny because his reaction towards stuff was so goddamn natural. It didn't seem forced. When he got shot at by the cops in the hospital during like the beginning of the movie, he motherfucker, have you lost your damn mind? This shit was so natural and seamless. <laughs> and it was like, what was he supposed to turn around and be like Batman and grunt? No, you fucking said that. And it was like, yo, this guy's on a different type of scale of, of um, character that honestly supersedes so much that has come out after the fact of having someone like Blade. Um, and hell, how much, like, I love the scene where he has the cop in the trunk and he starts trying to torture his ass <laughs> in the middle of the street because he wants to find out shit about vampires. And he's like, oh, okay, like, I'm gonna just fucking kill you and be done with it because I don't care. And having that persona and essentially like it went well because of the motivation and who the character was his brooding nature and his cold demeanor was perfect at the times when it needed to come out but when he actually was in a far more playful sense it was in tones and in aspects where it fit where like you know you had in like blade 2 where he basically said sissy um to the guy that was like uh helping him out that became the new whistler uh was his name from uh walking dead or um you know, you had him essentially just uh, play with the little blood pack people because they were trained to kill him. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to show y'all who's boss. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what y'all were trained to do, goddammit. I'm the leader right now because we have a mutual enemy. But don't don't get it twisted for one second that I wouldn't fucking kill all you vampires. And which is why those movies were great movies. Blade was more than just a one type of personality which essentially is something you expect from batman and i hate anything or anyone that basically tries to sit there and confuse or allow him to get put into that one type of persona 
And I'm only going by the movies. I'm not going by the comic books. I can give two fucks about what the comic books of Blade were talking about. I'm talking about from what the movies were, and which is why I like and those movies are good. But fuck all that. <laughs> but fuck all that. But essentially having Morbius essentially try to copy the same thing, it just didn't work. Because his personality was all, like, it's not that just his personality was all over the place, but his nature didn't make any sense. What he wanted and how he was acting were two totally different things. With Blade, he was just killing vampires. He's always been just killing vampires. He's not at a moment where he's going to annihilate all the vampires, so it needs to be taken seriously. He's just doing what he typically does. I'm just trying to find these vampires so I can fucking kill them. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all it's ever been. That's all it ever will be. So his playful nature is just, that's him. Whether he's being an asshole or not, that's just who he is. So deviating from that with Morbius to where it's like, yo, my friend is out there killing people and I want to help him. But at the same time, I can't figure out a cure. And it just seemed like the movie itself kind of set up a situation or a position to where it was like, okay, Morbius can figure out a cure. He's trying to get a lab so he can figure out a cure. But it never really presented itself to where there is no cure. There's no way for him to save himself or cure himself or anything like that. It just literally ended with him being like, well, I'm just got to poison him. It was like, how the fuck you get to that conclusion? How the fuck you do? Why would you fucking do that? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. And then by having it to where he's just like, oh, I'm going to just poison my friend and kill him because it's, it's just something dangerous to bats or whatever. It was like, so what was the point of the lab and everything? Because you seemed like some shit. You could have just got it like a, a freaking CVS or whatever and then found your friend. But instead, you were wasting time trying to make nothing. It just seemed like you were trying to make a cure. And it just would have made sense if, like, the friend, if, like, Matt Smith came and destroyed the lab, which would have been interesting to where, like, whatever cure you were concocting was just destroyed. Like, whatever, you know, gave it to where um, this is only the little vial that I have left of something that is capable of making a cure that might turn us back to what we were, but we no longer be these vampires anymore. Something of that nature would have then would have been like, well, now it's a tumultuous ending. Like, there's no way for you guys to be cured. There's nothing towards this. Um you're stuck like this forever. You have no other choice but to just kill him because he's just going to be this monster. But it didn't do that. It just kind of had just Jared Leto's character just gave up. Morbius just gave up and was like, oh, I'm just going to kill him. It was like, then what the fuck was the wait for and, and throughout this entire movie? And it was like, well, just to push on and usher in the fact that I'm becoming a supervillain. How? <laughs> like, how do you come to that conclusion? God, that's stupid. So had that and then it was just like, whatever. So then you had a moment to where the girlfriend was dying and then essentially, again, copying Blade, you had it to where it was like, well, Morbius definitely needs to feed and he hasn't fed. And it was like, well, this is the perfect person to feed off of because she's dying. And it's like, well, I could take you to a hospital where you could be safe or get some help. But instead, I could bite you and drain you of your blood and then I'll be super strong. So he did that. He bit her and drained her of blood so he could be super strong, which again, happened in the first Blade oh my goodness so it wasn't anything that was looking at him was like yay good for him he gets his little power up but uh, <laughs> it's just like oh stupid so stupid and then instead you go from there to where he has a, his little final climactic battle with matt smith and then they just made everything incredibly dark and then they zoomed in way too fucking much to where it was incomprehensible to see in the action and then it was just terrible which was just one of the stupidest directions that you could ever possibly make in a movie like that. And uh, essentially it ended in the subway where Jared Leto called forth a bunch of bats and then essentially did a bat Kamehameha wave. Um, that's what I saw. <laughs> and uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. 
And then afterwards, he just stabbed Matt Smith with a little uh, bat poison and then killed him. And then that's the end of the movie. And then there's a post credit scene that shows the vulture appear in a jail in that universe. Because remember, uh, Jared Leto's Morbius is taking place in the same world as Venom's uh, little uh, world where Daily Bugle exists, but there is no Spider-Man. But having it to where um, Vulture turns up, apparently he's transported into this world with Morbius. This is the stupidest fucking thing that's like imaginable because it doesn't make sense as to why he went there because he wasn't transported in the first place. But he went to that world, which was fucking weird. Um, as everything was supposed to be transported towards where all the Spider-Man um, convened at. So having it go the opposite doesn't make any goddamn sense. And also, you had the fact that Spider-Man was supposed to be forgotten from everyone's mind. So having Vulture appear in this world and him still remembering Spider-Man also doesn't make any sense. This is one of those things where it's like they're fucking up because they're trying so desperately to do a Sinister Six movie. And I know for a fact that the Sinister Six movie is going to be dog shit man that movie's going to be terrible but um it didn't make any sense within the confines that they've already presented from the other goddamn movies i mean it's the same thing as like venom appearing in the no way home movie when realistically he doesn't know who spider-man is in his world so it doesn't make sense for him to have been there if the rules was that people who got sent there were people who know who spider-man is or they know the secret of peter parker so how the fuck do you explain that i don't know they just want to shoehorn in people together because it's like yeah go fuck yourself then you have the movie end again with its final little post-credit scene, which isn't the, well, not post-credit, but it's another mid-credit scene um, immediately after it shows Adrian Toomes come out, um, is that Toomes meets up with Morbius so they can talk about Spider-Man or grouping up together and whatnot. Here's a bunch of red flags for this. Um, Tom Holland's um, Vulture didn't make his suit. He's not that type of Toomes. Toomes in the actual comics made his fucking suit. Tom Holland's Vulture got Tinkerer to make his fucking suit. Tinkerer don't exist in this world. He came here without his gear. How the fuck did he make this little suit? It didn't happen. Couldn't happen. Impossible. Um, not only that, but then he's able to contact and meet up with Morbius. How the fuck he do that? I don't know. He then mentions a name drop Spider-Man, and then Morbius just doesn't acknowledge it whatsoever, as if that nigga is just... And that's a name that I'm I'm totally cool with, even though he has no idea who that is. So why would he even associate himself with Tombs in the first place when he seriously should be thinking and trying to find a fucking cure? I don't know. Also, you had a moment right before the movie ends where essentially you see his girlfriend wake back up because she bit his lip when they finished kissing at the end before he drank her to death. And she bit his lip and then she got some of her blood. And I was like, well, that was done for a fucking reason. And then he drunk her blood and then, you know, true blood style. She woke up because why the fuck not? <laughs> As if it'll make sense for her moral high ground self to then be pushed into the deep end of being like, no, I totally need to consume blood and I'm totally the bad guy here. Can't wait for the sequel to this fucking idiots. <laughs> but Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's the same crap that they did with the Venom 2 movie where you basically had Toxin basically about to get born. And it's like, it, fucking idiots. <laughs> just fucking idiots. But just overall, it was a bad movie. They, like, 
visually there's nothing wrong with it but there's just so much emptiness inside the movie that it's like yeah I, I don't care about nothing that's going on but visually there's a lot of cool aspects of it like i said the effects of the movie are actually really well done and it's like oh well duh it's a comic book movie funded by a big company yeah they're gonna make the special effects look all right but the story and the um concept itself is just so goddamn hollow that you just don't give a fuck morbius is not a is not a spider-man character that essentially can hold his own and 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 capturing the audience or make you care about anything that's going on. It would have made sense if he was a one-off villain or something that popped up in a Spider-Man movie or something like that to where you actually got to flesh his ass out in a way that would make him seem appealing or anything like that to connect him with Spider-Man. How dope would that have been? Why wasn't he the villain that Tom Holland had in his third movie? I don't know. <laughs> like It just it seems like such a wasted potential of a concept that honestly wasn't really bad. It just had too much feelings of it felt too much like other fucking movies. Him discovering and researching and chronicalizing his powers upon his transformation, even though he knew it was dangerous. I just felt like I was looking at the fly. And it was like, but I've seen the fly. So this can't end well. <laughs> it was like, because that's what happened in the fly. Some of the aspects of him and his personality shift just kind of reminded to, it just felt like it was trying too hard to be like the original Blade. And it was like, you don't need to do that. This doesn't really work with that character, nor with the personality that the, that's been going on with Jerry Leto's Morbius. So there was just so much going on and nothing at all of significance whatsoever. So it just, like what I said, it just felt incredibly hollow. And you can see it coming a mile away. So because of how fucking hollow it was, it was like, why, why even waste your time with this? It was so obvious Matt Smith was going to eat those fucking guys later on. How dope would it have been if they were Italian? And then when he made the joke towards the girlfriend that he already ate before he came there, they, she was like, oh, you already ate? And he was like, yeah, I just ate italian like ah, how hard was that to have missed to be a funny joke i uh, can't be <laughs> just had some mexican or something damn it the joke is right there <laughs> it's like oh can't do that uh, poor bastards <laughs> it's like and again like I, I just i feel so bad because they had actually good actors in this movie that they just did not utilize correctly which makes it all the more worse the fact that Tyrese appeared in the movie and I for totally forgot that he was even fucking in it but the fact that he had no type of screen presence whatsoever was really disturbing and I was like damn it you make more of a you make more of a stand in all the Transformers movies that you are and in the Transformers movies you're kind of a dick um after the first one and then the second one and everything it's like yo how the hell you being denying uh Sam or anyone else for that matter when you specifically have seen this kid at work multiple times but meh, meh, fuck that no nah, let's get Tyrese <laughs> let's have him just be this whatever type of cop seriously <laughs> can he appear later on would he appear later on who gives a fuck it doesn't matter did nothing did nothing of significance in the entire goddamn movie oh hey it was just so much wasted potential in this just whole movie. I mean, I, I'm saddened because of the fact that I don't know anything about Morbius, and I'd be damned if this would be the thing that actually get me and compelled to care about the character. And you just had so many character moments that just would have been amazing, uh, to say the least, would have made it like, you know, this was a great character piece for a villain, uh, rather than being some cookie-cutter Marvel movie because of the significance of 
uh, of the relationship between Matt Smith and Jared Leto and how they both were basically burdened with the same goddamn disease. And they just had different approaches in terms of coming together with the vampiric nature of the serum that Morbius made. And it just, it easily could have been something more than what you typically get in a Marvel movie where essentially the villain is just the main character evil. But that typically happens near the end of the Marvel movies, while this one kind of hurries up the process along um, up uh, quite a bit. But at the same time, because it hurries up the pacing of that concept, it just finds itself being slowed down to a crawl in order to explain the character's traits or like what it is that they're capable of doing. Because it seems weird that Jared Leto was able to figure out and do shit with the powers that Matt Smith didn't do or that he didn't catch on because he saw Jared Leto doing, whether it came to the ability to fly or the ability to control and talk to bats or the echolocation and whatnot. So it just didn't make any sense why Jared Leto would have such a huge leg up over Matt Smith if both of them have the exact same traits. It, such a stupid movie. <laughs> like, such a stupid movie. Uh, again. <laughs> I, I found myself multiple times, especially when Jerry Little had the tape recorder talking about his abilities and whatnot. I just kept going, the fly? Why are you doing the fly? Don't do the fly. This this is the fly. <laughs> it was like, it's slow. It's lame. It's the fly. <laughs> hello? Hello? McFly? McFly? <laughs> That's a Back to the Future reference. And if you don't know kill yourself <laughs> that's actually a good movie but whatever well one and two are good movies and that's all i'm gonna say about the back to the future trilogy <laughs> but yeah this was um it really isn't anything that um that was significant i i wouldn't i for damn sure wouldn't sit there and say that it's like you know awful it's not god awful, but it is bad. It it is a bad movie. It for damn sure ain't worth buying. Um, and honestly, seeing it once is more than enough. Um, under no circumstances would should anyone want to purchase this. But if anything, it's a hell of a lot better than the internals, and I didn't go see that. So maybe the drawing power of the fact that it's connected to Spider Man might be something. But nah, not really. I kind of will put it in the same league as that. And honestly, I don't feel that it's right to categorize it with the Marvel's uh, movies. No, this is Sony's fuck up because Sony keeps fucking up as a company. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. They keep doing shit that's making me go, what the fuck, Sony? <laughs> Ever since they got a new president, it's just been fucking up. <laughs> just keep fucking up. Oh my goodness. If anything, maybe the um, the Through the Spider-Verse Spider-Man movie will be good but at this point in time, I'm not holding my breath. I, I think it's only going to go downhill from here. We're now seeing the, we're seeing the tumultuous decline of the superhero movies. And honestly, all of this fucking anti-hero bullshit in terms of trying to copy the, the, the beautiful spark that was Deadpool is just proven to be just a bad idea after another bad idea. And I don't give a damn. Like I, I, I don't care for it. I don't care for it at all. So, yeah, here's to um, here's to not giving a damn, and hopefully the superhero genre dying because this shit is annoying. Uh, I just, I just don't care. I just really, really don't care. And if anything, um, stop paying money to go see this shit. 
Stop paying money to see the, the, the Lord of the Rings stuff. Just because something has nerd shit attached to it does not mean you need to waste your money on it. So just, just stop. Well, you spent your money to go see Morbius. Motherfucker, I was like one out of five people in that entire fucking theater seeing that movie. And I'll tell you this, one of the funniest things about that movie was it happened after um, the credit star rolling. I got up to leave and I saw a guy in his seat just knock the fuck out. <laughs> and I was like, this dude has been asleep for a long time and this is the nap he needs. <laughs> so just just let this shit play out. When the, when the custodians come in to clean up, they'll wake him up. And then he's going to go, yep, that was a bad movie. <laughs> and I felt that was my good deed for the day. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's tuckered out. He probably thought, like, this is going to be the a movie to see. Going to connect his Spider-Man in some way. And Lord knows I didn't feel that way. But uh, bless his poor heart. <laughs> Hell, he probably still might be sleeping now. I do not know. I just came back from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh that poor bastard 